to a special holiday edition of Grumpy Old Game Men and Their Dogs. It is day 65. No, actually, no, it's episode 65. It is day 348 here in the Zen Room. Wow. My name is Patrick Finn, and I am here with the splendiferous Tommy Gibbons. Hi, bitches. And, of course, being that this is our special holiday episode, who better to celebrate it with than the same person we celebrated it with last year, Ernie Wolfgang. Oh, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Hello, everyone. And how are you tonight, Ernie? I am very good. It's Christmas, my one of my favorite times of the year. I know. And uh, how are you guys doing? We're doing okay. I've been very busy. <laughs> how are you, Tommy? I'm fine. I miss you. I miss you, too. I haven't seen you in so long. Uh, yeah, but I can't think of anybody else more Christmassy <laughs> than Ernie to do Christmas. If, you, if we're going to do a Christmas thing, then... You got to have Ernie. You damn right. Make sure Ernie's available. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one you'll throw up a little less in your mouth to. You don't mind me loving Christmas. Or or maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> or maybe it's the opposite of that. All I know is you always have the best and biggest Christmas tree I've ever seen in someone's house. So yeah. They were kind of out of a lot of big Christmas trees this year. Really? I had to settle for a small... Well, it's not small, but in my book... It's only like four feet wide. Oh, wow. That's small for you. I know. Damn. How big is your tree normally? I have gotten my favorite trees are when they're as wide as they're tall. Yeah. So up to the ceiling, basically. And and seven feet wide. I want them, my whole um, my whole window, the, the windows in my, uh, what do you call the front windows? Right. I like it when it covers the whole You have like thing. a bay situation going The bay on. window. I yeah. want it to be as fat as the bay window and like crushed to the ceiling. And do you decorate it the same way every every year? No, I do not. How? Uh, how I, go ahead. I just go up to it and I just, I put, bring out the balls. I kind of lay them all out all over the place. All right. And I just pick a ball, put it somewhere. And then I let it flow. And do you use everything that you have? I try to. How much do you add every year? I don't anymore. Okay. No more. I have too much stuff. I've stopped adding. So are we talking about like um, uh, like glittery and lights and... and well, I put uh, on the, the, uh, Outside of the of tree. Because I'm lights. sure the tree... Uh, I've seen the tree. The tree is a fucking drag queen. Yeah. Even for <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I just kind of, I just feel it as I go. And I always think to myself, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. It's going to suck this year. I hate it. It's ugly. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm terrible at it. And then and then all of a sudden it just happens. And it's, it's okay. The magic of Christmas. And it's the magic of Christmas. Yes. I just put it up and I think, I don't know what I'm doing. I but never think You I do much more than a tree, though, don't you? Like, your house is... is, is... Ridiculously. Well, yeah. Yeah. A lot of shit. But you do the same thing for Halloween, It's like too. Christmas threw up in my house. Yeah. Okay. But I try not to make it tacky in my head. Okay. Ask other people. No, it's not. A different story. I don't think it yeah. is. Well, there, there is a whole school of thought that you could be too tacky with Yes. Agreed. I mean, I've seen tacky, and I've seen houses overflowing with Christmas stuff that look absolutely gorgeous. Good. Now, can we agree that there's also a group of people that says, <laughs> I don't give a fuck, it's all tacky. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes, there is that group. Because Christmas is tacky. But you it could is be, tacky. But as gay men, we try to make it as, le- as le- least, less, less tacky as possible. And as fabulous as be- as and fabulous, beautiful as possible. Yes. And I think gay men can make it 
better than... I think gay men do good Christmases. We do. We make it better than straight people. Straight people, it's like you threw up Christmas. For, <laughs> for gay men, it's like we threw up Christmas, but we glittered it all and it's fabulous. <laughs> Which is uh, the benefit of not having children. Yes. That don't, yeah, that to help you decorate, because I don't let anyone help me. Okay. No, no. You're like him. No, I'm the same way. I I do the tree. No one else does. Yeah, no, it doesn't. See, you put the lights on, but I do all the decorating. No, I do the lights, too. Everything. I do it all. Okay. Yeah, no one can touch the tree. Blinking, but, flashing lights? No. On all the time. Yeah, me too. Okay. Same way. Just multicolored? Multicolored, yes. Yes. On all the time. Uh, on all the time. How much uh, tinsel drape from the tips you do? Well, you know what? That's kind of, I don't really do tinsel. Yeah, you're not a big tinsel person. I'm not a tinsel person. I did tinsel last year, the last couple of years I did some tinsel, but tinsel's not made the way it used to be made. No, it's not. No, I want... We remember the old metallic tinsel. I want tinsel. lead remember tinsel. That tinsel, tinsel that'll give you cancer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it doesn't give you cancer, it doesn't look pretty. None of this dull, yeah. safe tinsel from Yeah, none right? of that dull, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Tinsel that'll look so beautiful, but you'll be dead next year. Yeah. <laughs> from colon yeah. cancer. Yeah. Or yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got you. So um, it's your ornaments on the big ass white tree. Yeah, and I throw shit in, and you know, I um sometimes uh I throw in, I ribbon it. I sometimes ribbon. Ribbon is nice. Yes, I wrap it in ribbon after okay. it's all done. I sometimes do ribbon, sometimes not. It's whatever inspires me. Do you go me that toward year. that like white and red Santa Christmas, or is it more like a Ugh. like a? Ugh. Uh, oh, any theme? I hate theme. I mean, themes can be pretty. <laughs> But I don't like theme colors, no. I just have all... No, no, no. I'm talking like as an attitude. Like that sort of... Um, with maroons and golds and uh, those sort of muted older tones. Country-like looking things. No country. Ugh, gross. So, so no, no. Uh, uh, gingham for you. No, g- give me a 1940s Christmas oh. with different kind of balls. <laughs> Not, but just all balls from, from, from whatever, from forever. All the balls, like, there's nothing that... Ma- a very eclectic Christmas tree. Yep. That's what I like. Me too. Okay. Yeah. But uh, I, I remember once I used to compete with my friend Tommy um, with his Christmas tree. And his Christmas tree was glitter and fab and Macy's and just just, just sparkly everything. And I remember my friend came out and saw his tree and said, couldn't believe how beautiful it was. And I got a little jealous. He's like, but it's so gorgeous. And then he came over to my house. He walked in. He goes... Tommy's tree might be fabulous, but yours is like coming home for Christmas. Oh, it's all the difference. Nice. That was right the nicest. Hard. Yeah. That's nice. That's what yeah. a tree should be like. Yeah. Well, no, not if you don't want it that way. Yeah. No. yeah. I and mean, everybody yeah, has something for... fabulous. And I'm totally down for the drag queen sort of aesthetic. I, I figured you would go for like the Tommy's blood... tree. I figured was... you would go for the blood red Christmas trees like uh, call it's wife, the first lady. No, no. The Drake Queen Trump's Christmas wife. tree? Trump's Oh, oh Do you remember those blood red Christmas no, trees? No. <laughs> no, I know what he means. He means Tommy's Christmas tree. And Tommy's Christmas tree was fabulous. It was gay Santa it was uh, yeah, gay yeah. drag queen. Fun craziness. Fun g- glittery. Okay. It was gorgeous. Alright, so you have more like a wood paneling sort of down yeah, home. Down home. Or is it when you say down home, it's a trailer. Tra- <laughs> uh, someone kill him right now. Like, someone uh, because a trailer could be, could be home too. Uh, no, it yeah. was just. So what are we talking about? Uh, well, before we move on to our first segment, I just wanted to make note of something that tonight, as we're recording this, they're having a memorial tonight at South Shore Theater Experience for a young man named Matthew Lightsey, 
who died in a terrible car accident in June of this year, aged 22 years old. He was an aspiring, I guess, musical composer. He actually had one show performed at South Shore Theater Experience. I, I knew him when he was this kid, was just a teenager. I did a couple of shows with him. Nice kid, funny kid, talented kid, and he just had this tragic death, age 22. What happened? He was driving, I guess, I'm not sure if it was in the LIE, I guess, and some kind of freak accident, and he hit something, and he was dead at the scene, from what I understand. At night? Uh, I don't know. That I don't know all the So details. what does today mark? Well, they're having a memorial today for him at South Shore Theater Experience, but the theater is also starting a scholarship fund in his name as well. I think they're hoping to raise about $1,000 for it. Okay. So if anyone out there is interested in donating to the fund, just contact South Shore Theater Experience. Make sure you link that. Yep, I'll put the link on uh, on the uh, That's sad. That's always sad. It's nice to go from, you know, Christmas to the... I know, it's something I had to bring up, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Timing is everything, and, Patrick. And who knows what happened, but a lot of these things happen because they're drinking. No, it wasn't no, like that. No, no, nothing like that at all. No. And it's, oh, okay. it, is it, uh, okay. But I always tell my students, it's their job to stop there. Because kids won't listen to anyone else if you say don't drink and drive. Of course. But they'll listen to their friends, and if they don't, it's your job, kids, to make sure if your friend's about to get in the car, take the keys away from them. And hide them. And if they'll fight you for it, throw them on top of a house. And make them walk home. Public service take an Uber. Yes, Look exactly. at this. Look at what happens <laughs> when, when the Italian elf shows up. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> well, I now, want to save lives, too, for Christmas. Good for you. Well, thank you. We'll now move on to our very first segment. And what is that? A little heavy petting. Oh, I thought we had to kiss your ass or something. <laughs> oh. and actually, we have an update from a previous heading pe- heavy petting segment. Oh, oh. Do you remember the story I told you involving the South Korean president and the dogs that were given to him as a as gift? Gifts, yes. And then the government of South Korea says was giving him a hard time because he wasn't supposed to take the dogs with him. They were actually the property of the, the government. Of the and he's like, well, you're not taking them back. If you, if I'm going to keep on taking care of them, then give me a certain amount of money to take care of them. And the government wouldn't agree to that. So he just, I guess, dumped the dogs at the National Archives of South Korea. But after discussions and they couldn't come to an agreement, the dogs now have a home at a zoo in the southern city of Gwangju in South Korea. Okay. And what do they do there? Uh, it's a zoo. So they're going to be in the zoo. Okay. Yeah. Because don't forget, these dogs are Pongsang dogs. They're considered the national monument of People Korea. People will come see two of these dogs roaming around a false environment in a zoo. I would assume so. As an so. exhibit. I guess so. <laughs> I guess they have nowhere else to put these dogs right now, so that's where they're putting them. All right, good for them. Yeah. A false environment is a zoo. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a stupid thing, though. Like... The guy has been raising these dogs, and now the state comes in and says, we will give it to them as a gift, and they belong to us. And so what do you want to do? you want to take the dogs back? Is that what you want to do? And yeah, they took the fucking dogs back. They did. Hmm. Put them in a zoo. (laughs) In a false environment. (laughs) Oh, well. 
That's that's bad. Our, our next heavy petting story. <laughs> and it wasn't like they were starving and abused and neglected. Dogs. No, they were taken care they of. They were beautifully taken care of. They were nice. They were... Would you like to so see then why look? did they take him away again? These because are the, the Pung dogs. He was what the they look like. Oh, and he just gave them to people. And... No. No, they gave them as gifts during diplomacy. They would give them to the, the heads of state as a diplomatic. And gift. it was just for show. And now stick them in a zoo. Well, that's what they're going to do now with these two particular dogs. Oh. Because the former president was taking care of them. Um, And did he die? No. But he's saying if he's going to take care of these dogs, he wanted the government to give him money for their maintenance. And the government said, well, you're not supposed to have the dogs anyway. So then he turned them over to the National Archives. And then I guess after all these discussions, they, the only dis- solution they came up with was to put these dogs in the zoo. Okay, hold on a second. Okay, that, that's that's weird. That's dumb, right? I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it either. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. This was a bad segment. Can we move on? <laughs> <laughs> no, only joking. No segment in this show is a bad Okay, segment. too late now, motherfucker. Oh, I'm sorry. We now move on to whales. Whales. And we have an actual video of this dog segment. In which a dog seemingly drove a car and had an accident. Well, oh, in the country of Wales? I thought we were talking about Wales. We're talking about in the country of Wales. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me just find country the video. Cardiff is the capital. But here, here's the video. Watch, You can watch this. What happened was the dog somehow got in the driver's seat, hit the gear shift, oh. and the car rolled downhill. <laughs> oh. And there's oh. a dog in the driver's seat. <laughs> Oh, and it looks like it's trying to steer it. Right? Oh, shit. It looks like the dog is driving. <laughs> that was actually a neighbor who, who saw this happening as the car was going downhill and tried to stop the it. The dog tried. Had no luck. That's so, fucked up. And unfortunately, the uh, the car owner's insurance policy does not cover the dog as a driver. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it just goes to show, when you leave your dog in the car... Be sure it's all turned off. It can't get anything or hit anything. Well, last time we talked about a dog in a car, it shot somebody dead. Yes, it did. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How- an old story. Go back to listen to older episodes. Yeah, this was in the last episode about a, a dog, dog shooting a, a man. With the gun? Because the, the man put his gun down on the back seat. He's then putting the, the, the dog into the back seat. The dog's paw hits the trigger. And the guy, the guy didn't have the safety on. He didn't unload it, so the guy got shot and later died. So not so people don't always shoot people. No, sometimes dogs too. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, now we move on to our dictionary of dogs, our compendium of canines. We're up to the letter M today. M. And well, this dog, I don't think you've ever heard of. I never heard of this dog before. Uh, okay. It's called the Mackenzie River Husky. Okay, sounds big. And this sounds is a picture big. of it. It Let's looks like a husky. It. Right? And with a one-tenth German Shepherd. What they basically yeah, are, yeah, they're yeah, overlapping yeah. populations of Arctic and subarctic sled dogs that were originally bred in the 1800s to support tr- fur traders and later prospectors during the Klondike Gold Rush. They're a mix of native sled dogs and European freighting dogs. And they were prized for their ability to haul heavy loads for long distances in the snow with minimal care. They stand about 26 to 29 inches high, weigh about 60 to 100 pounds. 
As you can see, they have a long coat. Um, they're also long legged. They also their colors usually are in black and white with shades of gray and sable and tan and blonde and red. So you know, mm. hair colors. Yes, yeah. lots of them. <laughs> lots of them. Yeah. <laughs> wow, interesting. They're considered dependable dogs. They're rarely aggressive towards humans, but they are prone to fighting with other dogs. They are not considered good watchdogs, but of course they are good sled dogs. Unfortunately, their populations began to decline in the 1950s and 60s with the introduction of mechanized travel in the Arctic. So there was no longer a need for these uh, dog teams. Also, between 1950 and 1970, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police were slaughtering uh, sled dogs. They slaughtered somewhere the range, it's somewhere between 1,200 and 20,000. And among them were these Mackenzie River dogs. Between 1,200 and 20,000? The numbers range, depending on who you ask. If you ask the police, it's probably at the low end. If you ask the Inuit Indians who live in Canada who had these dogs, they'll say it's probably closer to 20,000. All right, so this is like a snow shepherd. Basically, yeah. And what's it called? The uh, Mackenzie River Husky. I think anybody who looked at that picture would say it was a husky mixed with a... Uh, German Shepherd, that's just what you said. Yeah. That's it's what got it legs like. to be long to walk in the snow. Right. It does. It can carry shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I could see you being cranky to other dogs. Like, get out of here, I'm working. Right? Yeah. <laughs> They're like us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't be that good in the cold weather, the snow. No, but they've got the hairy coats, and you should not buy one of these dogs if you live in an area that gets warm. Because the poor dogs, they can't handle it. No, I know of people who buy these dogs. They can't it's handle the wrong climate for them. They, they can only handle cold climates. Mm -hmm. So keep them there. Keep them there. Do not bring them here. Yes. So, another word. Kids, don't buy those dogs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to... Unless you live in the Arctic. Yeah, yo, then buy them. No, or adopt. Always adopt. Always right, adopt. Right, right. Yes. Thank you. You're so aware. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> We now move on to our next segment. Happy birthday. Many happy returns. A very happy birthday. Yes, it's time once again for no today's no, birthdays. Okay. You're not expected to know any one of these. You're not supposed to know. You're not, you're if not, I could get one. Well, there are, no, it, doesn't even, it doesn't matter who they are. There you're are two birthdays today. Both of them are dead. Uh -huh. But one of them you may know. Oh, really? She was born Anna Marie Duke in Manhattan. In December 14th, 1946, the youngest of three children, daughter of a cashier and a handyman. Patty Duke. Patty Duke is correct. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. my God. How did you get that? Dang that out of the park right away. What? Because, first of all, her last name didn't change. Patty Duke. We oh. were from what was her what was her name? Anna Marie Duke. Anna Marie Duke. Oh. You want to be Anna Marie Duke, Duke or Patty you want Duke. to be Patty Duke? Patty Duke. Patty oh. Duke is yeah. But Anna Marie Duke is nice too. It's nice. Was that it, her cousin? That was that her cousin? Patty Duke and Anna Marie Duke from the show? No. Oh. But they were played by the same girl. <laughs> yes. Okay. Patty Duke played them both. Her yeah. cousin was Kathy. Patty and Kathy. Yes. yes. Should we sing the song? Now, yeah. what did, oh, okay. did Kathy have a name before Kathy? Like maybe it was just a nickname. What are you talking about? Why Patty Duke's name easily went from Mary Ellen to Patty. Maybe it just could have been... What was it? What was it? It wasn't Mary Ellen. 
Anna Marie. Anna Marie. Yeah. How about I tell you a little more about her and I can tell you how she got the name Patty. Because this is more <laughs> fun. Yeah. It kind of is. <laughs> go ahead. <coughs> well, Patty Newt didn't have the most fun life as a child. Her dad was an alcoholic and her mother suffered from clinical depression and was prone to violence. When Duke was six years old, her mother forced her uh, father to leave the house. And when she was eight, her care was turned over to two talent managers named John and Ethel Ross. Bam! They gave her alcohol and prescription drugs and took unreasonably high fees from her earnings and made sexual advances on her. They changed her name to Patty. Okay. Okay. One of her early acting roles was in the late 1950s on a soap opera called The Brighter Day. Here's something I didn't know. At age 12 in 1959... Wait a minute. You're me you knew all of that. Everything you just said is something <laughs> that you already knew. But now, you said that I didn't know. Exactly. Uh, we're calling bullshit. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know... I recognize Wikipedia. But here's something I don't think a lot of people know. In 1959, at the age of 12... She was a contestant on the $64,000 question and won $32,000. Good for her. Wow. Yeah, but then they found out later on the show was rigged. Yes. And she was called to testify before a panel of the U.S. Senate. This is so long and as she had to, And she basically confessed that she was coached. You know. So what? Well, that was you know a big, that, that was a big, big deal that back that then. was a big scandal back then. The television is not real. None of it is. real. Well, that was a big scandal back then. You know what kind of upsets me now is that Sean Astin, her son, yes, that thirty years ago we all talked about how Sean Astin was Patty Duke's son. Yes. Now all they talk about, they don't know who Patty Duke is anymore. No. All they talk about now, because they know Gomez Adams and the Adams family, they all say, "Does anybody know that Sean Astin was?" Gomez's son. Now it's all about him, and no one knows who the heck Patty Duke is. Well, now I'm going to tell them a little bit more about them, so now they can say, hey, did you ever hear of this girl named Patty Duke? She did this. Okay. For instance, her first major starring role was playing playing on Broadway, playing Helen Helen Keller Keller. in The Miracle Worker, opposite Anne Bancroft. Bancroft. And she also originally... You were supposed to ask me those questions. I knew those answers. Did you? Did you? No. Oh, darn. Oh, this is fun, too. <laughs> During the show's run, her name was elevated above the play's title, which is believed to be the first time that was done for such a young star. Was, wait a minute. Was, what's her name's name above the title? Uh, Anne Bancroft? No. Oh, it must have been above it also. I don't think so. It oh. says Patty Duke. Patty I think Duke. we should check that. Because Broadway, I like, can't imagine Anne Bancroft's name wasn't up there, too. If Patty Duke's was. You yeah. know what I mean? And Bankrupt would have never said. Well, anyway, the play was subsequently made into a film for which Duke received the uh, Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. Was she the youngest at the time? At the time, at the age of 16, she was the youngest person to have received an Oscar in a competitive category. Mm. Then the following year, she played the dual roles of identical cousins Kathy and Patty Lane on The Patty Duke Show from 1963 to 66. She then later on went to play Neely O'Hara in the camp classic Valley of the Dolls. I love that movie. Oh my God, what a great movie. Wonderful movie. Right? In 1982, she was diagnosed... Although she was terrible in it. She she did not belong in it. She wasn't pretty enough. Yeah, but she was the worst. Because she, she was just miscast. But go on. In 1982, she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And following her diagnosis, she devoted... Much of her time then to advocate and educate people on mental health. 
She was married four times and had three kids. Her third husband was actor John Astin, with whom she had actor Sean Astin. And she died at age 69 from sepsis from a ruptured intestine. Oh, dear. Yes. Mm. Uh, something got caught on the way down. Obviously. Yeah. Ripped it Is open. that how you rupture it? You eat something? Well, is it rupture like explode? Yes. Know. it's a, a rupture is a rip. Yeah. It's a tear. Probably all the drugs and alcohol. Mm, who knows? But anyway, to Patty Duke we say... We love you, Patty Duke. Yes, we do. We now move on to our next birthday celebrant, who I know you haven't heard about, and it's actually someone we discussed some episodes back already, in another context. His name was Bruce Wayne Campbell, born December 14th, 1946, same year as Patty Duke. Ain't that some shit? Yep. He was, as Two a child... Born the same year. As a child, he was initially interested in classical music and played piano, but eventually got involved in the folk music scene. He later went on to appear in the West Coast production of Hair, playing Woof. By this time... Um, oh, I just read about this guy. I okay. think it's pronounced Woof. <laughs> by 1972, he was working as a prostitute, and he was discovered by uh, manager Jerry Brandt. Under Brandt's tutelage, so to speak, he changed his name to Herman Jobriath Boone. Oh. And Brandt got him a half a million dollar contract with Electro Records to produce two records. Oh, dear. And that was considered the most lucrative recording contract at the time. So Brandt did this whole big hype of advertising all over the city for this guy, Joe Bryth. And then he came out. He made. They changed a, his name to Joe Bryth. Joe Bryth, yes. Is that a dumb name? I don't, I don't know. I don't it know. must have meant something. But... Um, he made all these, like the, all this hype, all this marketing, and he was supposed to have conscious. The album was released, and then he appeared on the show, The Midnight Special, in 1974. Did he sing a Christmas song? No, he did not sing a Christmas song. Okay, because I think I was just looking up Christmas songs, and it came up whoever sang the song for Woof, who was Woof, did a Christmas song. Is that him? Not yet. He's not out there yet. You'll you'll see him in a second. There he is. Okay. For those not watching the video, it's a gay Martian. <laughs> Very gay. Yeah. What year is this? This is 1974. Sounds like Elton. Well, he came out basically like in the shadow of David Bowie and the whole glam yeah. rock scene. And who's the group behind him? That, that was just though his band. Okay. Yeah. Because I think the guy behind him sang a song. I don't know. A well, yeah, he had to go. He got have a pink jumpsuit <laughs> <laughs> with a Martian helmet. So they had to have somebody to do something. So anyway, yeah. the, the the public didn't think that the talent or music matched the hype. So his two records failed, and he announced his musical retirement in 1975. But then he came back as Cole Berlin 
and became a cabaret singer at a restaurant in the city called Covent Garden. He also moved into this pyramid-shaped apartment on the top of the Chelsea Hotel. Cool. This is a video of him performing a song that he wrote for a musical that he was writing. That's the apartment. Let me turn this up. I love this song. Is it a Christmas song? No, it's not. This is a Christmas episode. Okay. <laughs> Remember that. Okay. That's the same guy. original name was Bruce Wayne Campbell. Not Bruce Wayne Gacy? No, no. Was Bruce Wayne Campbell. Then he became Joe Bryant as a pop star. So when does he become black? And then he becomes Cole Berlin after that. And this is Cole Berlin. This is Cole Berlin. Okay. Where do we go from here? When does he die? Well, <laughs> you hate him. I don't know why we're spending so much time. I don't know where we are. He died in 1983 from AIDS. But his significance is that he was the first openly gay rock musician to be signed to a major record label. Okay. You know? So that's that's something to be said. That you know? Is, yeah. that's a, I'll tell you what, though. It just is my observation. Yes. A long way to go. Yeah, to get, to <laughs> to that. get there. Yeah, I agree. Tommy wins on that one. End the segment. Well, actually, there's a documentary about him also, I believe, on uh, one of the streaming services. It's called Jobriath AD. Okay. I will. Will you be looking it up? I won't. I mean, <laughs> I, I want him dead now. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you two. It's all because of you. Why <laughs> is it because of me? No, you let us mind. down this road that it was going to be interesting, and it wasn't. Excuse me. <laughs> Go. Well, anyway, to Joe Bryant, to Cole Berlin, to Bruce Wayne Campbell, we say. All three of bitches. <laughs> Shame on you two. Fuck you. You just spent. I want to know how much time you spent on happy birthdays. When did we start happy birthdays? What time is it now? Yeah. And we know that whole, that whole segment's going to get cut. Oh, is it now? <laughs> yeah. we well, cut every time you speak during the show. <laughs> We're going to move on to our next segment now. Uh, Dad's unhappy. Dad's unhappy. Wait, I thought we just talked about dead people. No, that was to celebrate the dead people's birthdays. Yes. Oh. Now we're going to talk about the recently deceased. Oh. Yes. You know what's... Okay. And the first one we're going to talk about, he died on December 12th. An actor named Stuart Margolin. I don't know if you recognize the name. I do not. But you, I do re not. you might recognize his face because I found a video of him. Stuart. You have to learn how to manipulate this better. You need to learn how to bigify. I mean, these are all like 1986 Okay, and things. you need to shut the fuck up while I'm trying to find this shit, okay? <laughs> Told you dad's unhappy. Well, yeah, especially when uh, I didn't get started. Who? Is that a word? Yeah, what? After you finish with them, I want to see Tom right here, right now. Look, why kill us both? Just kill That's one him. of us. That yes. would be even better. Which of course one? I know him. Jimmy now, and him. then I go him. in and I tell people. I first saw him on the list. Chester Sierra, and then later on, if you wanted to scare more people, why be available for the engagement? He was the chimpanzee on the list that they turned into a... The Tabitha turned into a guy. He's a character actor. He's been in everything from like the 60s oh up God. to like 2020. Everything. He won two Emmys playing that character on the Rockford Files back in the 1970s. 
He was also in the films Kelly's Heroes and Death Wish. And he's the cowboy who gives Charles Bronson his gun. Yes. And Tabitha turned a chimpanzee into a human. And it was him. And it was him. You so yes, I, I don't. I had never seen any of. And them. I thought he was so sexy. Him walking around like a monkey. Oh my god! I was like, I want to fuck a monkey. You like that? Oh, no, I love. I have loved monkey faces ever since that episode of Bewitched. Any guy who acts like a monkey, I'm in. Fuck me, I'll fuck you. Whatever, let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Edit right. out that part. Do you teacher. have a website for that? Like, you want to tell people how to get in touch with you? In case anybody knows somebody who wants If anybody like knows anybody who has a monkey man website, please share it with us there and you let go. us know. Thank you. Thank you, Tommy. No worries. Oh, <laughs> no, I have, been in, I have been turned on by monkeys ever since that guy from Bewitched. Okay. You bring it well, back. Well, Stuart Margolin, rest in peace. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Cut out this part. Don't let my sisters hear this. Too late now. <laughs> Too late now. That was another two gold. That was just two gold. Right? Also, on December 11th, composer <laughs> Angelo Badalamenti died. He is best known for collaborating with director David Lynch on Blue Velvet, Twin Peaks, and other uh, Lynch films. He received the 1990 Grammy Award for Best Pop Instrumental Performance for his Twin Peaks theme, which I'm going to play for you right now. I don't know this. I never saw Twin Peaks. Me either. Are you serious? Yeah. What the hell were you doing in the 90s? Never not once. Probably... On the bottom. Jesus Christ, yeah. I can't believe you don't know uh, this. I was working at Blanche. Oh my god, shame on you. This was this was this came out and then you came out. <laughs> I was already out. Yeah. So I I had no idea this was a thing. I mean, I knew it was there. I heard, I've heard of it. I heard that it was a show. It was a show. That uh, everybody liked it. It's probably my favorite show. I know of all that. Time. And you're not alone. And everybody, blah blah blah. But but, but I had no. I did never saw an opening. And episode. no interest in ever watching I, it. I, to this day, I, it doesn't interest me. Yeah, it was on. It was on during gay bar time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it was on. You either could get laid oh or watch Twin God. Peaks. That's okay. <laughs> it was only on once a week. You had six other days to get laid. That wasn't enough. <laughs> if there were seven days, you, you needed all seven because you weren't getting laid all seven. Oh my God. No, you weren't. But you had him ready. But you had it ready. You were ready to get laid every seven. Yeah, right, right, right. And Twin Peaks was not one of the day. That was not. That, yeah. that took up too much time. <laughs> too much time. I think too little pale. I think it was a whole hour, right? Yes, no. it was. No. Who, who has Well, you know, at that age, you, you're what? You're 20. Yeah. You're Let's 25, 26. You're, yeah. You're, you are out. Partying. What, why yeah. are you in? I am sharing well, this microphone with a bunch of Philistines. No, Patrick came out late. <laughs> Patrick waited a what well, how old were you, Patrick, when you came out? Twenty-seven. That was way too late. I came out at eighteen. I was born out. I knew I was gay at like four or five. I remember I had to be for Halloween when I was five years old, one of these bugaloos character who wore the tank top. So he wore the muscly tank top. And I was him at five years old. So I knew 
like immediately. Okay, so there you have I'm, it. We're moving on to our next segment, okay. right? Our next now. Christmas segment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today oh. in history. history. It could be any history anywhere yeah. in the world. It could just as long as it wasn't. Today. <laughs> Today. <laughs> or anything we know about. Well, yeah, well we're not going to know. <laughs> we're not going to know about it. No, we're good. Well, today, on December 14th in 1918, Mary Bertha Schmidt, known as Mr. Schmidt, was taken to court in St. Louis, Missouri, on criminal charges of cross-dressing. Okay. Well, they didn't like it. But the judge, who thought Mr. Schmidt, who was dapperly dressed, looked, quote-unquote, very nice. And declined to find Schmidt. He did slip in his phone number, though. Of course he did. Mr. Schmidt, seventeen. <laughs> Mr. Schmidt then went on to marry cousin Mary Anna Assad. A Los Angeles Herald article from 1918 quoted Schmidt as saying, "I always hated men, as did Mary also. Also, so we both decided to get married. The ceremony was performed by a justice of the peace, and we bought a nice little home in South St. Louis." We were living together very happily until the police interfered. Oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> now, I missed the beginning of the story because I wasn't listening. Is it a man and a woman or two women? It was two women. Oh, yes. That's what I thought. Yes. But at first I heard man. Because what was the first name of the first person? Mary Bertha Schmidt. Oh, that's... Yeah, what was the that, other person? The other person was Mary Anna Assad. Yeah, I was listening to something else about that. Obviously. <laughs> you know, you know, this oh, is so long. <laughs> What? The stories are so long. I know, thank you. So long. It's not me. I'm getting people here with fucking ADHD, for God's sake. Holy shit. You invited us here. I know, that was my first mistake. Gee, maybe you'll find this interesting. (laughs) On this day in 1988, this film was released in the United States. It was based on a collection of three plays written by Harvey Firestein. Oh, Torchon Trilogy. Ooh, you got that one right oh, away. Wow. <laughs> That's just gray. You knew this one. I did. Yeah. We knew this one. This wasn't that much of a win. Well, that was pretty fucking easy, for yeah, God's sake. I would hope you would have gotten that one. When you play to your audience, you yeah. can hit every one of them. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm playing, I don't know I'm playing down like to my audience. Slaps. You really should play. You didn't even know. Really? Anna Marie Margetti from 1812, who married Anna, Anna, Anna Marie Albergetti. Whatever. You're not playing down. You're playing 300 years ago. He's playing in the other field. Yeah, yeah. Over here. And you're talking about lesbians. We're happy to. Thank you. And what's the problem with lesbians? We're happy. We're happy to like play. We're happy to play ball. Play ball happy. with yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you're just going oh, like this. Well, Catch the ball and you throw it that way. Well, <laughs> throw it towards us. It's his podcast. He could do whatever he wants. I know. Goddamn right. <laughs> That's right. He wants to be the smartest person in the room, and here he is. Well, that one. What I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> I tried to make a point, and you didn't get it. Source, well, you know. Oh, he got it. He, I know he got it. I just ignored it. Yeah, I know he did. Uh, our next, what's the next segment? We're now moving on to our next segment. What day is it? Could you play tell me? What day is it? Yes, it's time for what day is it? Okay. And this is a food-oriented day. 
Soy sauce. No. Mustard. No. Kale. No. What? It is National Bouillabaisse Day. Bouillabaisse. Day. I don't even know what that is. For those who it's don't like know, soup. such as my yeah. co-host here. It's a, like a gravy It's thing. a traditional f- uh, fish stew originally yeah. originating in the French port city of Marseille. The broth is traditionally served with what they call a rouille. It's a mayonnaise made of olive oil, garlic, saffron, and cayenne pepper on grilled slices of bread. Bouillabaisse originated as a stew by fishermen who were using the bony rockfish that they were unable to sell to restaurants or markets. But then later on, a traditional bouillabaisse was told it was consisted of what they call a red rascas. I never heard of that before. A sea robin and a European conger. What's a sea robin? Is that like a bird? No, it's a type of fish. Yeah. Shall I show you a, a sea robin? A sea robin. Yeah, I'll show it's you like a picture. Cross between a fish and a catfish. It's thick and finny, but it's more of a fish than. How do you have to see robin? Yeah. I can't see those pictures. They're too small. That looks like something you'd have in a fish tank. How big yeah. is that thing? I don't know. You know, they could be like this big. Well, that would, that's, they would, they, they're like this big. All right. This and big. it was from the shit that nobody would buy after they were dead that they created bouillabaisse. Well, it became yes. part of the traditional bouillabaisse yes. dish. Okay, the ugly fish nobody want would make soup. All right. Okay. That's very pragmatic, I gotta say. I, I thank you, no. No. <laughs> I'll stick to the bread. Uh, you're not a bouillabaisse yeah. person? I, not, not, I don't think ever. But now that I know what it is, I will never. That's disgusting. Well, bouillabaisse, depending on where you go, can be made with different types of fish. I'm sure that's the, the one I described to you is the traditional you know, bouillabaisse. Nemo, mm. but that one, yeah, that's just. But bouillabaisse is delicious. Yeah, so but they don't make it with that. I don't know what they make it. No, like I said they use different fish now. Yeah, no, no, this no. is more the traditional one. Yeah. Okay. That's disgusting. <laughs> Any sort of fish stew is... Fish until really recently was always sort of my ick food. I wouldn't go anywhere near it. And I enjoy fish. I like even sushi. Yes, you do like sushi. But fish is still uh, t- tough for me. Okay. <laughs> Understandable. I am not a big fish connoisseur myself, so... I love it when it's good. You know what it is? I don't like the the pinky fishy stuff. I like the white thick tuna. I like tuna. Okay. I like swordfish. I like swordfish. Great steak. Much more meat than like... Anyway, so where are we going? Do you eat fish? I like fish. Did you do... do uh, okay, did you ever do the traditional Italian Thanksgiving, uh, uh, Christmas Eve? Not really. We never did that. Was it seven fishes? Yeah, we the never had that. You know. No, you never did that. They liked their Sunday dinner too much. They didn't want to do seven fishes. Oh, okay. No one in my family liked fish that much. Okay. So they always thought that was disgusting. Okay. Yeah, Stephen's sister-in-law does that every Christmas. The, the seven fishes. The seven fishes. Yep. Yeah. Row. Yep. Yep. Plus, we were too poor to you know to they, do it to get the lobster and the the good stuff. Seven fishes would have to be set. Those seven of those. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, we were too poor. Yeah, me too. Yes. <laughs> so we just did pasta and sauce. <laughs> it's interesting. Was fish but it was really, delicious. Was, was fish more expensive? Well, like, oh, they, oh, that's the other thing. Bullion base. What do you, you, you pour it over something? Or you just fill it with carrots and Well, celery? that's the thing. Depending, uh, like in Marseille, they serve the broth separately from the fish itself. 
They don't serve the fish in the broth. Um, they serve it on a separate platter. Okay. Mm. But I know traditionally, like if you go to like a restaurant, I think now if you ordered it, it's going to be served with the fish in the soup, in the broth. Right. How do you, so you make the broth with the fish and then take the fish out of the broth and put it aside. Yep. Because the fish are added in one at a time as it's as it's boiling, as opposed to other fish stews where they just put all the fish in at once. Right. They, they add the certain type of fish one at a time. But anyway, we're going to move on to our next segment, which, of course, where we take a look into my briefs. Okay. <laughs> well, that is true. <laughs> Ooh, next to that time. <laughs> That's good. Well, this will be a short segment tonight, because it's all not about any cases or the Supreme Court or anything. It's about good news that happened yesterday. President Joseph Biden signed the Respect for Marriage Act oh, yesterday. Yeah, good Yay! And this new law now officially voids the Defense of Marriage Act that Bill Clinton signed back in the 90s. Right. And it now states that... Um, States must now honor the validity of all out-of-state marriages, including same-sex and interracial marriages. Mm. And they did this in as an in case of the Supreme Court, right? No longer in the 50 protecting years, these marriages. And you know that means a lot. Yes, it does. Because that means gay people can travel anywhere and not worry that they're going to get harassed, or if they do, that's not true. We well, are that's protected. Not true no, either. but we're protected. Wherever well, we go, so their now, marriage will be recognized. Yeah, that's by the, the state, important thing. By the state, in legal documents, and hospitalization visits, and stuff like that. In the people, in the place where you are, mm. you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so be careful when you're going out there cruising, looking for fucking glory holes. Oh yeah, I do that a lot now. Because I'm in bed at eight forty-five. <laughs> yeah, those glory holes don't open till like. I don't know when anymore. I don't know. Some of them are close. <laughs> you got a glory hole number. <laughs> well, it's a hole. <laughs> right. That's right. Uh, now I'm going to torture you with Christmas trivia. Yes. Which of the four Gospels is the birth of Jesus told in? Matthew. And? Luke. Correct. Very nice. Thank you. That's good. I'm surprised. Oh, I'm impressed. My mother would be very proud. I'm surprised I remembered the, with the word Luke. Wow. Go ahead. What biblical event related to Jesus' birth is observed on December 28th? Okay, hold on. There's a couple of things here. Could happen. you repeat the question? What biblical event related to Jesus' birth is observed on December 28th? Saturnalia. No. No. No, no, that's early. Biblical. Saturnalia is Roman. Yeah. On the 28th. How, yeah. how Catholic are you? Uh, well, I didn't pay attention to uh, ADHD Catholic. Okay, all right. Never mind. <laughs> You're counting on me to carry the hand. Yeah, it's pretty much. I guess so. I don't have much to offer. Oh. Ma uh, Matthew and Luke. Matthew uh, is what God spells based on. Luke is a name that flew into my head, and I wouldn't even have called him a... Uh, Writer of one of the Gospels. Okay. Was that the question? So, go ahead. All right, so what's the next trivia question? You didn't even get the answer to that question. What was the question? What biblical event related oh. to Jesus' birth is observed on December 28th? Oh, now, here's the thing. I don't know it. Okay, when um the star came. 
No, no, it has something to do with the angel, the his, star. Yeah, something to do with Mary. I don't know. She is uh, after she gave birth. Is that what yeah, you're yeah, saying? yeah? Three yeah. days later. Three days later, on the twenty eighth, is the ascension of the blessed mother. That's um, my that's my answer. No, I, how she didn't ascend to anywhere. She was already. She didn't go anywhere. Three days later, she took care of Jesus. Uh, that's true. She wasn't going anywhere. That's true. That's true. So I think it had something to do with Jesus, uh, the the wise men, or something with them. Oh, they did. King's Day. Yeah. The Three Kings Day. I'm going with Three Kings Day. And it has anything to do with the Kings we win? No, Three Kings Day, which is, takes place on January 6th, which is known as the... Oh, my God, you were so close. I know, I was. It was Holy like right shit. there. So what is it? So what is it? It is known in the Catholic calendar, I believe, as Holy Innocence Day. Innocence. It marks the um, the event of when King Herod ordered the slaughter of all children under the age of two years old. Isn't that with the red mark on the door? No, no, that's the that's a story of Moses. So what was the name of it again? Holy Innocence Day. Innocence marks the slaughter of the innocents. Oh, gross! The innocents being I would have never known that. these children. Who the king of France said had to go. And everybody, it was everybody under two years old. Got to okay. go. The, the king of France? Whoever it was. But that's why we're honoring it. Because the state came in and said that. So, uh, yeah. we and, and we fought and we won. Okay. Did we get it? I already told you the answer. Oh, did we get it? <laughs> yeah, we got it. Okay. What is the season of preparation prior to Christmas called? Is this the thing with the calendar? Advent calendar. Oh my God. Um, the season of Christmas prior to? Yeah, Advent. It's like the 12 days. Yeah, Advent. I, I like that. Advent. Uh, haven't they started the Advent calendar, which would make it too far away from the 15-day time limit? I don't know. Is it 15 days? I think those Read calendars question are again? just not totally true to Advent. What is the season of preparation prior to Christmas called? Oh, we're talking in Bible times or in like my house on Rafa Avenue? Under the Catholic Church calendar. Under the Catholic Church or calendar. Christian the time Church calendar. I'm going with Advent. Advent. Final answer. Advent is correct. Yes! In the film Miracle on 34th Street, Santa works at Macy's. What is the other competing department store mentioned in the film? I want to say Gimbel's, but I'm not sure if I'm right. Oh, Macy's and Gimbel's? You're mm-hmm. correct, sir. Well, he did. He, he could. Final fucking answer. All right, there you go. Gimbel's is correct. <laughs> yeah. What is the best selling Christmas song of all time? White Christmas, damn. Specifically, who's White Christmas? What's his name? Bing Crosby's. Bing Crosby's White Christmas is correct. Over 100 million sold. Yeah, it's like the biggest song ever. Yeah, it's like Christmas. It's, yeah. Name the three kings who visited the baby Jesus. I can't even give you the the, the gifts they bought. Frankincense, myrrh, and gold. Balthazar. Balthazar is one of them. Was it right? Balthazar is one of them. Malekiek? No, but you're on the right track. I'm impressed. Um, Go, Ernie. This is Mel- all on you. Melchior. 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 This is the okay. second one. You got one more left. Give me a hint. He's the name of a ghost. Casper. Casper is correct. Whoa! <laughs> wow! What the fuck? Casper? That I would have never got. Okay, what did Casper bring? Do we know what they bought? What did they bring? I don't know which ones who Wrong bought which. what, but it's gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh, and they uh, were 
uh, Tarragon, what was it named? Milky Oak. Milky Oak. Milky Oak. Caspar. Caspar. Caspar and yeah. Balthazar. And Balthazar. And Balthazar I, I is another name for the devil. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Is no, it Balthazar? Not. No. Or something no. similar to it? Okay, never mind. Something similar. I, I'm trying, in my head, I'm searching files thinking I know what he's talking about. Yeah. Okay. What other Christmas film did Jimmy Stewart star in besides It's a Wonderful Life? Um, this is a hard one. Mr. Smith goes somewhere for Christmas. No. That's not bad. Mm. We talking about who? Frank Jimmy Sinatra? St- Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. This guy. Uh, another Christmas movie Jimmy Stewart did. I must say he had to play some either some sort of angel or... Uh, Kid. Uh, yeah, it was a kids' movie. It had to have been some sort of. I don't know. Oh, oh no, that was not like the something priest. about bringing the, the 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 revered spirit of Christmas back. Can we have a hint? <laughs> Just say it. It's called the shop around the corner. Yeah, there's no way. It was later made into a musical. Okay, what was it about? It's about these two clerks who start a romantic relationship eventually. Okay. In this uh, store. Is uh, it store um, in uh, Prague. Was he young? No, that's yeah. the musical. That's the musical. The musical comes next. The musical came afterwards. Well, uh, She Loves Me. She Loves Me. That was so cute. That show oh. was so... Did you see that? No. She Loves Me. Audrey McDonald's on stage. I'm not going to be able to get to see her. I'm ready to die. Now. I think Audrey McDonald is so overrated. Oh! <laughs> Just wanted to hear that. All right. <laughs> I am uncomfortable in this room. <laughs> I was... Go ahead. Okay, never mind. Who invented the first strand... I your tree. <laughs> Who invented the first strand of Christmas lights? GE. Yeah, I'll go with that. General Electric. No, a person. A person. Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison is correct. Boom. Boom. <laughs> what is the name of the British holiday that is recognized a day after Boxing Christmas day. day? Boxing Day. Boxing Canada Day is too. correct. Mm. Uh, in what year was the first Christmas tree lit up in Rockefeller Center? Was 1940. Was it 1913? Oh, you're going to give me options? 1933 or Good. 1953? 1933. And it stopped during the war. 1933 is correct. Nice. Boom. I'm telling you. Which out al- which album tops Billboard's list of the top 100 holiday albums of all time? Oh god. Top 100? Oh my god, is it Barbara? It might be. It's a It's a good album. And despite what some people say, I don't mind the Jingle Bells that she yeah, I mean, she's so I mean, she really but it's threw- not Barbara. It could be Mormon Tabernacle somebody. It could be a Bing Crosby thing. It could be White Christmas. Oh, oh, it's White Christmas. But with all that one for the, you think he's going to have that twice as an answer? What was, no. Best best album. White White Christmas was a, was a play. And the song was great, but they didn't have like albums then. You could get a soundtrack to White Christmas. I doubt that would have won a best album. That was time. I don't time disagree with you. Okay. Time. All right, I have no idea. Uh, well, wait, I liked. But it's a hundred. We have we have to. What be... did you say before? Why Christmas? No, before that. I don't remember the one he said before. That's that. That's funny. He's that. new here. <laughs> <laughs> what, what you never say to me? What did you say before? I, I have no. I have no idea. 
What, what are the, what's the answer? The top holiday album of all time is A Charlie Brown Christmas oh. by the Vince Guaraldi Trio. That is a shame. No, I think it's... That is, oh my God, I just found my five worst Christmas songs right now. Thank you very much. Are uh, you for real? Yes. Ugh. Charlie Brown didn't get it. Never got it. Kind of been repul- I just didn't. I, I think the parents are rah, 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 I didn't get it. Okay. They were not having fun. They were such a bunch of hypochondriac little, and I just did not want to go there because right. that was me. Well, no, I didn't think I was that then. Yeah. Okay. You but you don't like the album. I don't like anything Charlie Brown. Okay. Well, do except Snoopy and Woodstock. And Charlie Brown, I like sometimes, and I do like how Lucy fucked with him, and Sally was so cute, and I, you know what? I love Linus. So you like Linus was just okay. I I love them growing up, but they just I just got annoyed with them as I got older. I don't know why. I don't either, because I still enjoy them. Yeah, I did, and I grew up and said, "Stop it." I don't know what that means. Is this therapy now too? Is that what I'm going through? I don't know. Do you do prescriptions? No. Oh, shit. I <laughs> know. Believe me. That'd be nice. <laughs> so anybody who can prescribe, send Patrick a dick pic from India at www.gaymenandtheirdogs.com grumpy uh, dot com. Hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm saying. What's next? What is this? God, Karen, you are so stupid. Okay. Yes, it's time for people saying stupid things. Okay. All right. And this week I had someone on the list who I thought said something stupid, but it turns out wasn't completely stupid. Oh. Marjorie Taylor Greene, the congressman from congresswoman from Georgia. Ugh. She was being given an award from the Young Republican Club uh, for exemplifying the fundamental ideas of Americanism. And she gave a speech, and during the speech she said... By the way, you can pick up a butt plug or a dildo at Target and CVS nowadays. Which I'm inclined to think is good advice. And she's like, I don't even know how he got here. This is a state we're living in right now. Yeah, yeah, good for you. So I thought it was pretty, when I read that, I thought it was pretty ridiculous. And then the other day we went to CVS and we're walking down an aisle and what do we see? A vibrating butt plug. All right. Did right, you buy it? Right next to the loop. How much was it? I don't know. We was did it not remote control? It. No, uh, not that I'm aware of. I don't know. Was it an app on your phone? I did not open the package. Okay. How much was it? I don't know. 50 bucks? 25 bucks? I don't know. Did it look cheap packaging? Was it... Which CVS? Was it CVS? CVS. Okay. So what? So the fuck what? They sell vibrators. People are vibrators. There are vibrators in the world. Yes, there are. Do you know that? Yes. Do most adults you think know that? Yes, they do. Do you think it's any of your or anybody else's business what they do, what happens with when they go? Okay, yeah? Okay. What? Is it legal? Yes. Butt plugs? Yes. Vibrating butt plugs? Yes. Operated by an app on your phone? Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about this story. This is a non-story. Oh, okay. This is stupid. All right, fine. We'll just move on to the next category then. She said something stupid. That's not stupid. That's just, that's ignorant. That's willfully hateful. That's, um. uh, And she is making 
a fortune off it. Yes, she is. She's making so much money. She came as a nothing little congressperson from nowhere who had such little power in her, as much as anyone has in their little district. But man, she's not in her district anymore. She's out there spewing the hate from Trump and making millions off it. And she went from a nothing to a powerful player in the Republican Party. I saw a meme. And it's sad. I saw and a people meme listen to her. About her having Kevin O'Grady's, Kevin O'Brien's, Kevin who's Kevin? The guy who's go who hopes to be the speaker. Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy. Yes. That she, with um, American politics now, is that uh, she has him by the balls. Yep. And she does. She, she does. does. It's crazy. She has that much power. Yeah. But I believe, I believe. that uh, the, our future generation of lazy, piece of shit motherfuckers are going to come up and say, we want unions. We want. Our taxes to go to things. We think people shouldn't have to pay for health care because they're going to be a lazy lot that need unions because they're not going to want to. Well, they want to work hard, but they also, I think, are smart enough to say, fuck you. We should get a piece of the pie. This is America. Not only the billionaire, the now billion gazillionaires. I think they're still only billionaires. And, and my sister said to me, she goes, she goes, oh, you know, Ernie, unions could never come back. I'm like, unions came from when unions didn't even exist, unions can come back again. And I think they're gonna. I think the world is changing. I'm pro-union. I'm pro-union. I know you are. Aren't you part of the union? I'm part of the union. Why aren't you a I don't even understand fellow co-workers who are not pro-union, who are benefiting from the union, and think socialism is a bad thing. Hold on. When socialism is paying, paying them to work. Let me ask a question before we get into socialism as a big topic all of its own. The teachers in your building don't have to be, um, they have to be part of the union. Oh, they have to be. I pay their dues, they have to be part of it. They have to be part yes, of it. Yes, they have to, be, have to be part of it. Yes, because and part of it they're getting that. the benefits of it. You don't want to be part of the union? Well, then you're not going to become a teacher. Okay. Okay. There. there might be some little dues they could get out of paying, but no, it's coming out of their paycheck, whether they like it or not. Because they wouldn't be making the money. Go ahead and talk shit about us all unions. you want. But what? we got go ahead and talk shit about us all you want, but we got your back. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. That's a yeah. union right there. I don't know if Patrick's pro union. I think he's gonna turn into a Republican. I'm not sure which way he's swaying with his hippie hair now. <sighs> he's gotta play, he's gotta have long hair in. I know. He's like a hippie. You started. When's that play, Patrick? Today. 2025? Crazy, 2025? crazy kids. <laughs> you fucking crazy kids. Gotta be your hair long. Get your hair cut. But no, I think unions will, you know, grow out of people saying, I see my friends who are in unions, and I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of people saying, I see my friends in unions, they shouldn't be in unions. No one should be in unions. No, you should have been saying, I want to be in one too. That's right. You know? We are pro you. Patrick, are you pro union? Yes. We are pro-union here pro union and angry old white men. And yeah, adults. and you know that more, the more money it makes the middle class and all the classes, the more money it makes the, the world, the country. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody's going to want to work if they know they don't have to kill themselves digging a ditch for $2 an hour. They can get their kid they know, eyeglasses. 
Yeah, <laughs> they can get their eyeglasses and their guests. And it's okay. You're and they don't mind, you know, working hard, but they don't want to work like their asses off for nothing. Yeah. It's when they can't afford a house or piece of the American dream. That's exactly right. That's why things are going to change because people can't buy houses. And young people are like, fuck that shit. If I can't pay for, if I can't afford a house, so yeah, then I want the government supplement that so I can. Ernie two zero two four. So I think Ernie two zero two four. That's the that should be the yeah. And Ernie. I think Donald Trump had to wake up those people. You can't do anything about that. So what are you going to do around it? With Donald Trump? Yeah, he's there. He's not he happens. Those people you know exist. What? I you gotta have to say deal with them. that how man, much how much time, okay. how much energy I'm gonna say Donald Trump has given me so much enjoyment since he started running for president. Enjoyment as in he just is fucking like made me crazy, made me mad, made me happy when he lost. He has wow, roller coaster in my life. It was he's a ride. You Some invested. people they never want to get off that ride. But we knew Holy shit, that one's fucking nuts. <coughs> okay. You're, 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 I think we went off topic. <coughs> oh, we went off topic 20, 25 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the topic is, only Patrick does. Okay. All right, next, <coughs> next segment. Raindrops on roses. Oh, listen to voice, listen to voice. Oh, my God. Is this the music one? Warm woolen mittens, brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> okay, what is this? <coughs> this a few of our favorite, the five face. Christmas songs. <coughs> you had a problem, you have to, this is where you get to do your thing. Okay. All right. <coughs> Hey, Patrick, I was just filling our guest in. Thank you. Um, uh, while you're sitting there ha hacking up whatever's left of the lower left part of your world. Okay, no, we did that already. We did that okay, already. Okay, just reminding people of the last one. Oh, uh, well, you know how we're going to do that here as part of the thing. Just go ahead, Patrick. Yes. Tell us about the topic. Tell the public. Tell those people in Alabama. Tonight's topic is the five Christmas songs that we do not like hearing anymore. I don't think that's how you worded it. I have the music for your segment. I think it was that you hate the most. Five most hated Christmas songs. That'll do. Huh. Ernie um, is embarrassingly Christmas and he finds this exercise undoable. Unbearable. No, I can't do it. I can't. Undoable, yes. Okay. I can bear it. It's undoable. So what did you do instead? I gave my 15 most favorite Christmas songs. Okay, so let's do this. Let's me and Patsy go back and forth and be cunty, and we'll give you a chance to play a little snippet of each of your songs in between. That's what we're doing right now. Because I am to 15 songs in a row. Yeah. No, I'm not. No. This will be just a snippet of it. And would you like to guess this song? I, re I remember, I can see him doing it. This is a lot of people doing it. This was, this was one of my, potentially one of my least favorites. Okay. Okay. So Do tell you know us what, what it is? is? Yes, it's Feed the World. We are the oh, world. Band -Aid. It's band, band, band -Aid feed, okay. whatever it was. Oh, you hated that? Actually, that you're talking about. Do they wrong. know? Do they know it's Christmas? Do they know? So is that it's on your Christmas list? Time at all? It, if I forget, it's not on your one list. of my fives. It's coming in. Okay. If I can remember my five, it might be number seven. Okay. But I so hate that. I'm not one of the five. All right. So uh, I'm prepared. 
Because I like, I hate all of them. I was saying to you before, it's inescapable. Christmas is inescapable. It's everywhere. It's no matter where you look. It's no matter who you're with. Or it's every. It is inescapable. Yep. How do you feel about that? I live with it. I deal with it. Okay. That's not very uh, emotionally telling. Doesn't tell me anything about you. We I'm all being, live with it. We all. Cope. I'm being very zen about it. Uh, okay. So, do you want to tell us the first song on your list of Christmas songs you hate? Twelve Days of Christmas is is probably the worst. Any particular version? No, uh, no. Uh, you know what it is. What what I think a lot of it has to do with the structure of the song. Um. And that bothers me. I think it's is that a song or does that become a chant? When does that become a slow like like that repeated? Uh, I don't know what it's called. There's got to be a name for it. I don't know what it is. I hate that song. And you know my aversion to birds. Okay, you are correct to hate that song because there is only one place you should hear that song sung in a piano bar when you give. One group with section, and another group with section, and another group with section. That's what I'm That's saying. That's what I kind of... I heard it as a kid, and you, and then I worked at Blanche, and that's what we did. And we gave everybody a part. What did you get, Patrick? Oh, what? You, I don't remember. Oh, you know... Which he bird, whatever, which seven, jumper jumping. I remember Nigel and Stephen always had to get five build rings, but they paid the most, and the people who pay the most in the bar... They can't they choose. They spent the most money and tipped the best. Yeah, and they got right. first. What would you like, darling? Yeah, exactly, the drink exactly the right. most and tip the most. Yeah, my yeah. favorite. There's no question. Yeah, so. We, and uh, then they all sang it. It was amazing. And then what happened at the end? You know what happened. Um, Billy and I were the partridge in the pear tree. So at the end, I would always jump to Billy's arms. And so, and when we just said, and a partridge in a pantry, I'd run across the bar, I'd jump in the air, and Billy would catch me on his shoulder. Okay. And that was fun. Okay. But listening Sounds to that song. animated to me. Over and oh, what? Is it animated? Did no, that's really what happen? we did, did at the bar. Was that, was we you were there for that. that happened? What? When that happened, when he ran across the bar and jumped into Billy's arms like a all Parts when we all were singing Partridge in the Dramatic Pantry. lighting, it's going to slow down as he's in the air, and Billy's there to catch him, and we're going to catch every angle of it. And we're it's go. not quite like that. Okay. But. But. It happened. Yes. It happened, yes. And it, wasn't it fun? Yes. It was. Okay, good And for you. that's why you heard the song on the radio. It sucks. It's a That's horrible song, but it is a drinking song. It's for people to be drinking and, and singing uh, and everyone got a part. And when you get and to your, and then finally, if you, you get go, to shout out your you own know, part, because everybody got a part, but of course, like the main parts went to um, and a part main people. Like Pete probably got two turtle doves because boom, he'd sing two turtle doves every time. Okay, and then you're then, but, but, but you know, Stephen and Nigel, they got the, they always got it before he even came. But it was all fun. Anyway, that's my song. That's my number one all-time hateful, most hateful, most obnoxious of Christmas songs. And it's and the it's one of my days. and okay. it's one of the songs with not my favorite song in any way, but one of my most joyous memories. Okay, we're going to talk about that next Christmas. Okay, here on Grumpy Old Gamer and Their Dogs dot com. So what's next? Patrick's first choice. My first choice, of course, is Barbara Streisand's Jingle Bell. Okay, see. Here, I have to strongly disagree with you. It's I think she's annoying as fuck, that song. She's, it's the only improvement on the song that there's ever been in pop I don't history. think there's any improvement on it okay. at all by Maybe that. Not. 
think it's terrible. I okay. think it's awful. It's annoying as fuck. While okay. I would have probably questioned you strongly 20 years ago, I cannot agree or disagree with you on that one. Okay. Okay. That seems like a very <laughs> firm statement right there. <laughs> Doesn't it, though? Yeah, it does. But it's how I it's feel not, exactly. But it does feel I like cannot one. disagree or agree. Okay. Yeah. I think Jingle Bells. Okay. That's that's next on your that's list. My, I hate that song. It's a stupid song. Jingle Bells. I, I Yes, Jingle Bells. Okay. Next on my list is also Jingle Bells once again. But this time by the Barking Dogs. Okay, so oh. you're going to take the same song and use it twice? Oh. Yes. I'm okay. on board with that you one. Are so I, hate I now twice. have one in my five of least favorite songs. <laughs> okay. Patrick, boom. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Without well, a doubt. And the cats, too. Do we have two, or is that still? I never heard any you, cats. You have five. The meow, meow, meow? Meow, meow, meow? I never heard that. Oh, my God. I that's worse. Either. The dogs are Of course enough. it's worse. Yeah, the cats and the dog one. Oh, so bad. Uh, okay, so we could pick the same song with different versions of the song. Uh-huh. That leaves uh, Jingle Bells open to hundreds of thousands of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Like, what's well, song choices? Okay, good. All right. But yeah. can uh, we say, though, this? When we were little kids, we loved that song. When we were little kids. Okay, I'm. I, I'm okay. Uh, Jingle you Bell cannot Rock. see that's. He cannot agree or disagree. Jingle Bell Rock. Jingle Bell Rock. That's number three. What, Jing, what Jingle you, Bell Rock. Why don't you like that song? Because it seems like a desperate plea to be hip. Okay. And I hate that sort of desperation, and it's a bad song. Okay. Next on my list is "Hark the Herald Angels Sing." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. By Bob Dylan. Oh, okay. Okay. You might have to play that. I have to tell you. Yeah, I have oh, to hear that. God. Oh, no, I have to hear that. Patrick, this is another one where we crossed because this was going to be my number one until I couldn't remember. Oh. Wait, I made you wrong. I can hear all the words. I can't I understand what you're saying. Musically, it's painful. Musically, I, th- I think that's about that's a, eye a, bleeding. That's a taste of quality of voice, and I don't disagree with you. But I think he <laughs> sang it like he he hit the notes. He sang it. He was in rhythm. He had he a whole did a album. Whole, he of did Christmas a whole song. I'm like sure this. he did. Yeah, I, I'm sure he did. I, I, it's whether or not you like that kind of voice. Who's that again? That was Bob Dylan. Bob yeah, I Dylan. like Bob Dylan. I like his voice. I ordinarily love his, Bob Dylan too. Did you enjoy that? I, I did. I did. I did enjoy that. Okay, but uh, I don't know if I'd want to listen to that a hundred times. <laughs> but he was like singing it like exactly like you expect that to be, 
And okay. like you're saying, not hitting hitting every note perfectly and multiple at a time. No, he hit every note. He yeah. sang that song. He stuck to the ink. He, he he did a good job with that song. Whether or not you like the quality of that voice. Yeah, I like. That's what voice. it comes down to with him. I can't believe Personally, I like Bob Dylan. No. I grew up liking all the classics from White Christmas, but now the classics are what I grew up with, and I and Bob Dylan. Okay. You like Bob Dylan normally or his Christmas album normally. in particular? You What's do. What's my favorite Bob Dylan song? I you could put a gun to my head and I couldn't think of one. I couldn't either until I heard it. And I tell you, I love that song. Okay. What about you? You like Bob Dylan? Are you a yeah, fan? I like Bob Dylan. Okay. Great songwriter. I just don't know. who. Have any other people sang his songs? Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Hundreds of artists. Okay. Many. Oh, my God. Will you link a That's couple? Because, because the, like, something that might appeal to my sense of what I like to listen to. Well. And not, like, the kind of voice I like. You but, have to understand, he started as a folk artist. He then switched to electric. At one point, he went from rock to gospel music. For fuck's sake, Patrick, did Diana Ross ever sing one of his songs? I have no idea. Bob Streisand? Probably. Judy Garland? Link me to Streisand, written by Bob Dylan. I listen to. I listen to that. I want to see him as a songwriter. I don't particularly love the voice. I gotta say, but in this instance, I was able to understand all of the words. You which, can always understand his words because he's slow. No, you right? can't always understand his words because he's usually doesn't use any consonants. Well, it's all a string of vowels. Go ahead, Patrick. He's looking something up. What's next on I'm your looking list? Up Bob oh, do I have one more? No, you right. have two more. Oh, fa la 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 Deck the holes? Yeah. With everything written about Christmas in the history of mankind from the year zero, uh, and you are giving me fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la as half of the lyrics of the song? No. And just because it's Christmas? No. Well, I'm pretty sure some of these songs like that in 12 Days were written for choirs or choruses. I'm sure they were. So it makes sense that those kind of lyrics were in the song. Uh, if if it were to be performed exclusively yeah. by choruses, we who are going to break into serious, crazy harmony in a highly arched marble space, I'm all for it. I don't want to hear it from fucking CVS. Okay. I don't like it. Where are the lyrics? Fa-la-la-la-la, la-la-la-la. It's half the song. Jack the Holes with Bows of Holly. Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. Cheer we now, what is it? Whatever it is. Every sentence ends with fa la 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 But again, that was like... No, one ends with fa la 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 Right, there's a variation yeah. at the end. So but, we know when it's time to go you know home. What? Turn on the lights, put the bar stools back on the tables. That song was made for like, more like kids. And as kids, we freaking love singing it. You know you did. Did you? You, yes, of Where did you go to school? You loved singing that song growing up in in music. Because it, you know, I'll tell you what, it was the one that I could fake the best. Yes. Why? Because half of the lyrics. Exactly. And what was so much fun. You okay. loved doing it. Uh, no, I, I don't but as grown ups, it's dumb, but it's it's more of a kid song. But you gotta, I don't. Like you it. don't remember loving it as a kid. Is I that don't. what you're telling me? I remember singing it as a kid. I remember. No. And you don't remember Actually, loving it. True. You remember thinking, "Oh, this song is stupid." When you were a kid, the one song you could no, remember lying. Of course to. not. So you loved it when I was six. You, you don't remember nine. Well, do you remember loving it then? No, I don't remember loving it. I don't remember no. loving specifically in my life that song. Oh, that's right. Oh my God, I can't wait to sing this song. That never happened to me for this song. I think Fanny's song. 
Okay, yeah. But uh, I, I asked my that's my that's my fifth choice. Did you enjoy singing the song Patrick as a kid? You know, more did you a song? Did you, did you um, oh, fuck, enjoy singing that song? I enjoy singing it like that. Oh, okay, this one. My fourth choice is "Merry Christmas, Baby" as performed by Bruce Springsteen. Oh, is this, is this another quality of the voice thing? I don't like Bruce Springsteen. At all, I was never a fan anyway. of Bruce Springsteen. No. Uh, so anything he does offends you. Yeah, and this song it just it just annoys the fuck out of me too. Now I hate it. Is this somebody <laughs> you like viscerally hate? Like everything he does annoys you. Every time you see him, you're annoyed. No, he's or nice he's... to look at. I just don't like his music. You don't like his music. No, he's a nice guy. Yeah, he's I'm all sure right. He is. He does what he does. No, I ask him. Like like there's some because who is the person for you that no that just no uh, oh that's Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Ethan Hawke. Wait, wait, wait. That's yes. No, it's a no. no that's me. that's Finn Ethan Hawke is a no for you. Yeah, it's a hard no. Yep. What? <laughs> now, who's the one? And we talked about him last week. Who's always the yes? You and McGregor. You and McGregor. Oh, Ethan Hawke and you and McGregor. Oh well, wait a minute. Yeah, you and McGregor. Yeah, we all fell in love with him in Moulin Rouge. That was it. So, what is your fifth and final choice? I thought I had done my five. Sleigh Bells Ring. Winter Wonderland. Yes, I don't like that. You don't like Winter Wonderland. I do not like winter. Yes. Okay. It's hard to tell me that there will ever be a Winter Wonderland. <laughs> the sweetness and 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 saccharin okay. of that song is also... I, I don't like that song. I don't like okay. that song. Okay, can I tell you, I think I found something you guys forgot about. It would have been on your list. What is it? All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. No, that would be With one of my whistle. favorites. That would be one of my favorites. Ugh. Oh, God. You know why? Because there's Ugh. truth in that. Really? Yeah. That little kid, that little kid who doesn't have his teeth, and he does, and he still believes in Santa, and you can believe you can still believe in Santa. I, I take offense at the adults who believe in Santa. I'm not buying it, is what I'm saying. Wait. As a consumer. You're not buying consumer. what? Uh, I ain't buying the whole... Santa Claus, adults believing in Santa Claus thing. It's hard to get me to a movie like that. It's hard to get me to anything like that. Oh, my God. That's like the greatest thing in the world. Oh, no. My God. Think about magic. If magic was real, what's wrong with that? What's real, though? What's real that we can still be together and laugh and have fun? But just to... to just to, to believe that magic could happen, so it's great. We know uh, we know it can happen. Well, it, you know what? Sometimes it happens. I have a hard time crossing the line to believing myself. This is why I could never be an actor. So you don't watch Harry Potter? I've never seen or read a page of Harry Potter. I've okay. seen a scene or read a page. You don't, I have you a don't very believe hard time. in magic, and that's okay. I don't believe in magic. My mother believe didn't in magic. believe in magic. My mother loved real shit. She loved things that were real and just truthful about life or just people. Nothing magical. She didn't want any, like, stupid magic put in. Just a story to tell. A nice story to tell of real people doing real things. Yeah. Okay. That, that's what my mother loved. All right. I like that. Is that what you love? Uh, uh, it's a little much. Love is a little commit- committee for me right now. I'm not ready to commit to anything. Oh. But I understand that. I understand that thinking. Uh, yeah, I do. I emphasize with I am em, empathize with that. Okay. Ah, oh, I forgot what we were talking about. Professor, where are we? Yeah. <laughs> what, were we what were we talking about again? <laughs> we're doing the five faves songs we Christmas songs we hate. Oh right, and I said the uh two front teeth. 
Um, yeah, yeah. And oh, and the other one, did we say I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus? No, I, I think that's kind of cute. Ugh. Oh my god, ugh. I, I like it better than Santa Baby. Which was actually my next choice. Was it really? But a specific version. Madonna's. Madonna's. It's the cringing version. It's, it's cringy. Awful. It is yeah. cringy. Because she does that baby doll voice. Yeah. Just, yeah. It's awful. It is. It is. It's painful. Yeah, wait, wait. yeah it really is. They shouldn't be vanity projects, Christmas songs. They should be things that people can sing together. Like, if you notice, all of mine were things that people will sing together as a group and keeping time and having fun. But that's what it takes to be a real, true, I think, Christmas song. Yes. We are now at the end of our show. We are? Yes, we are. Wow, that went fast. Did we skip episodes? No, 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 no. no. Okay. So we want to thank our guest, Ernest, for being on the show. I want to thank both of you for having me on your show. It was delightful. Anyway, you can find all of our episodes at GrumpyOldGameMen.com, GrumpyOldGameMenAndTheirDogs.com, and you can file... Follow us daily on our Facebook and Twitter feeds. Oh, my God. This is it? Yep. That's that's pretty much it. So, on that note, we'll say have a good night. Have a good week. And I will play you out life, with music. And we'll see you next time. Bye, bitches. Bye.